Hello, Rocky River United Methodist Church. This is Paul Bennett here with uh, Stephen Young, live from uh, room, where are we in, Stephen? 212? Yeah, I think so. 212 at Rocky River United Methodist Church. Um, and we know you're all envious that we're in the church building. Uh, that's uh, something we try not to take for granted anymore in the midst of, of these crazy times that we're living in. Uh, but we are here. We're back with you in 2021. Uh, good riddance, 2020. Welcome, 2021. Not sure what uh, this coming year is going to look like, but we know it's a new year, and uh, we thank the Lord for that. Uh, Stephen has been holding the fort down for the past several weeks while I've been quarantining and, and otherwise occupied. So thank you, Stephen, uh, for bringing yep. Anytime. Such, We're uh, happy to have Paul back. I'm happy to hear his voice again. I know everyone is happy to have you back. So, And uh, if you could see the look on Stephen's face, he's he's not at all sarcastic when he when he says that. Uh, it's, it's good to be back with you. Uh, good to be back uh, making some magic here with Stephen and, and uh, bringing some some good material to you. Uh, speaking of material, this this week we're, we're doing kind of uh, in the, the sermon series world what we call a standalone. We're, we're going to spend a week just uh, talking about a, a specific topic for just one week, and then next week we're going to launch into a, a new uh, series for you. Uh, this week we thought, since this is the first podcast of 2021, what better uh, way to start things off than, than looking back at 2020? And uh, many people might say that's the worst thing you could possibly do is look back <laughs> at 2020. But right. but uh, we feel like there's uh, some importance in finding some closure and, and processing, reflecting on our experience. So that's what we're going to be doing, uh, which, of course, given the nature of 2020, largely means looking back at our experience of the coronavirus pandemic, uh, both as, as uh, husbands and fathers, of course, but uh, also primarily as leaders in the church and uh, sharing with you some some of uh, what the experience was of making decisions within the church and, and um, working within our specific roles and such. So looking forward to doing that for a few minutes uh, today as we launch 2021. And uh, Stephen, we'll let you share some, some insights with us first. Uh, this is really just off the cuff, but um, when uh, when the, the coronavirus first started, so we're, we're basically rewinding almost a, a full year now, um, I heard just the other day that it was this past Saturday was the one-year anniversary oh, really? of the first coronavirus case huh. documented in Ohio. So we really are wow. almost a full year uh, into when the coronavirus came to our our uh, region. So you know, thinking back, if you can, if you can think back that that far. Um, to uh, what what your initial reactions were, your thoughts. How did you process uh, this this world uh, wide epidemic that was sweeping in, or did you even see it as something uh, critical, as something uh, that was going to impact our lives at that point? So, what was your initial feel when we started into this about a year ago? Yeah, it's I didn't know it. It's been a year yet. Um, I guess it. <laughs> it's kind of funny it still feels like even though we're in 2021 it still feels like 2020s continued a little bit because it's just um the virus is really and we're still not out of it yet which we'll get to at the end but um yeah my initial reaction is i was pretty optimistic about everything um because uh, this has happened before where you hear of like something that happens overseas like uh, in America, we kind of we've had a pretty not much has happened. I mean, a lot has happened, but in terms of like 
diseases and stuff that happen overseas a lot of times it stays overseas and never makes the journey across and it never has a large impact in america and then <clears throat> so i was pretty optimistic and but as it was continuing to spread i'm like oh maybe um it might have a little effect here and there and just didn't see the um, major effect it would have really until i'm a little bit of a sports person if people mm-hmm. don't know that um but when the NBA got canceled <clears throat> was my really kind of waking up to this is going to be serious. Um, and then I know this is Paul was really woken up too when, when they're, all the toilet paper was sold out. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yes. that, that, was a, that was a memorable day. <laughs> What's your uh, wake up call, right? Yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> something I had never experienced. A completely wiped out toilet paper section at the stores. Uh, right. Yeah, definitely a first. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah it was kind of weird when uh, all the toilet paper was sold out. And, and I'm telling my girls, like, you can only use, like, two squares. <laughs> Wow. So it would be a it would be a great story to tell them once they get older. Um, but yeah, it it just um, was really eye opening. Then I don't know if we're going to be talking about two of the church's um, kind of initial response, and Paul will get more into this as well. But um, from a church's perspective, at least from my perspective, being the youth leader, it, I kind of thought kept telling youth like, yeah, we'll still have mission trip, we'll still do. Um, different meals we still do fundraisers and just kind of like we'll just push it back a little bit here and there and really for even when the church had shut down i was still optimistic that we would still do youth events and mission trips and stuff and um yeah it was really sad it kind of really halted everything came to a screeching halt um and just the loss of contact with youth, the loss of contact with some parents, it's just kind of that initial reaction when one was wondering what was going on. So, um, yeah, it's a little, a little bit how I felt and how I took it. But what, for you, Paul, how did it, your initial reactions to it? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you just mentioned it really caught you off guard and it, and it <coughs> became real when a few of these things happened that had never happened before in our lives. And, and of course, initially, I I had convinced myself that if any of this happened, if we really did have to, you know, shut down the NBA or shut down church, <laughs> right. it was going to be like a week, right? right <laughs> and things yeah. would return to normal. But uh, it shows, shows my ignorance when it comes to worldwide pandemics, which is kind of the point. Like, you yeah. you reach the, the ripe old age of, uh, like, how old are you now, Stephen? 31. Yeah, like Stephen's <laughs> uh, getting up there. So you reach, like, how an, are you, an age Paul? like that. Uh, I'm somewhere around there oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, but you you feel like you feel like uh you've you've seen pretty much you've seen everything you're gonna see right like there's not too many firsts uh anymore once you reach um that age and and so when i started hearing tell of this this pandemic um you know i think i convinced myself that uh you know in the in the day and age we live in with all of our uh, medical expertise in, in our high-tech uh, world we live in. There, there's no way this is actually going to impact us and uh, change our freedoms and, and change uh, our ability to live the, the lifestyle we're accustomed to living. And, of course, uh, we all had to learn the hard way that that, that really was possible. And yeah. and nobody, you know, I don't, I don't think it was alive that had experienced the last pandemic or anything on this scale. So uh, it's a new thing for all of us. I, I think I, um, I had always heard from folks that, 
this this concept that every generation has their big moment, their their big experience that kind of rattles them and, and reminds them that everything that we know and love in our day-to-day lives uh, can't be taken for granted because um, it, it can be put um, it can be put uh, in a threatening position. For for my generation, I think we thought it was like 9/11, um, and yeah. in in that moment when the the attacks happened, and we we all of a sudden realized, wow, we're not immune to threats from uh, from international sources. We're we're uh, not you know completely uh, protected, or or nobody really can be, and and it was uh, terrifying in a lot of ways, and and uh, it kind of rips the the rug right out from under you, right? And I think mm-hmm. the pandemic was the same thing, except. Um, really, maybe in a less shocking and, and urgent manner, but m- mm-hmm. more so because it it just lasted on and on and on. We're we're talking a year now, and um, you know the fact that uh, we couldn't just push a button like we're used to being able to do in this world and make it all go away. Like right. you know, if it was going to come in the first place, then that's enough to wrap your head around. But the fact that you couldn't just fix it <laughs> immediately mm-hmm. and it's still here, it's still reality a year later is a lot uh, to take in. I'm trying to think of uh, some of my, my firsts. Uh, you mentioned you know, the, the NBA getting canceled, but some of these, these concepts that came to me that just seemed totally foreign, like impossible. Yeah. Like, um, you know, have you ever seen anybody have to, or wear a mask in, in right. public before yeah. this? I, yeah. Have you ever encountered that, Stephen? No. Maybe in an airport or something. Yeah, maybe that, but especially not in America. I mean, I've seen pictures of people in, like, uh, China, Japan, North, South Korea, and Southeast Asia, I've seen like them wearing masks, mainly because of the smog and the pollution and stuff, but I never would have thought something like that would happen in America. And then, too, as as you mentioned, events, also the closing of schools <laughs> was a big thing. Yeah. My wife's a teacher, and Paul has two kids in school. Well, at that point, Patrick was yeah, yeah, still, still, still in school. In school yeah. So, yeah, it was... Uh, um, when they canceled schools and the schools are scrambling on what to do and and my wife had an extended long like summer break but then it was also really hard to teach from online and um yeah that that was really eye-opening too it's just a lot of a lot of first for sure yeah the, the whole mask thing for me like i <laughs> i just remember that there was that kind of iffy period of like two or three right, weeks yeah. where some people were starting to wear a mask right. some yep. people weren't and like there was that that threshold where you get to a point where you're like okay there's more people that are wearing them than not wearing them so before that i felt silly wearing one after that i felt guilty not wearing one (laughs) and then i remember the first time i put a mask on and walked into a store like i'm walking around thinking man you know everybody's probably looking at me i probably look look silly did i pick a a mask that properly represents my style and my personality hopefully it wasn't a steeler's mask it definitely was not a a steeler's mask i don't think we had designer masks yet at that's the time. true that, that's very pretty true. much if you knew yeah. somebody that worked in a hospital right, <laughs> right. but uh, it was just it's so weird that you know i had that, that feeling and now it's weird to see somebody without a mask right. like it's, it's yeah. so bizarre yeah i remember driving around like after we went what was it level three and uh we were all you know forced to to stay home and thinking oh am i gonna get like pulled over just for right. leaving my house in a, yeah. a vehicle 
uh, or even before um, you know before masks were mandatory walking around in the store and like every time I'd walk by somebody I'd hold my breath for 10 seconds <laughs> like like how naive we we were maybe I should yeah. just speak for myself but yeah. like to to engage this this whole new concept out of the blue yeah. and uh, try and make sense of it it's it's really bizarre yeah and I remember wearing the mask for the first time I, I feel like I was one of the probably the earlier fault like i started wearing a mask a lot earlier i felt like then and it was really awkward going in the store As a matter of fact sometimes i would go in i'll be the only one wearing a mask and i would take it off because of the, <laughs> the peer pressure peer and the pressure. looks and the um but yeah now now you hard pressed to find anyone not wearing a mask um and if you don't wear one you get stopped so it's um yeah it's a complete switcheroo so it is you You, you start talking about the church which is a a unique angle um that you know we can speak to that maybe some folks aren't familiar with or they haven't had that same uh perspective on the the pandemic so i'm I'm trying to think of where we were you know about a year ago maybe uh 10 months ago when it started becoming reality and we as a church were trying to figure out how do we respond to this and um I don't know, my recollection is initially we, we had to figure out where do we get our information from? Like, who's the authority on all of this? Like, if, if we're in charge of making decisions for this, uh, this one church, this organization here in Rocky River, there has to be somebody smarter than, than us or somebody right. um, in a, a better position to feed us information. So um, initially we were we were trying to decide um, who, which of these like talking heads essentially we should be paying attention to. Uh, thank God for our health ministry team here at the church. They really yep. kind of filled that yep. gap of connecting us with the proper resources and they themselves, you know, being experts uh, in these areas were able to advise us. Um, but it was really... Uh, difficult early on just to, to discern who we should be listening to and how to go yeah. about making decisions uh, in, in an area such as this. Um, I think part of the pressure was not just making the right decision, but as, as is the case in, in a lot of uh, situations like this, it's how are your decisions going to be perceived, right? So you're, you're a leader of a, a church and you know that, that people expect you uh, on one hand to make decisions that protect uh, the safety and the health of, of everybody under your care. Yeah. So you don't want to uh, you don't want to mess with that. You don't want to take that lightly. But on the other hand, you're also uh, expected to make decisions that uh, emphasize and represent the, the value of public worship and uh, seeking the Lord together, this, this community experience that we all depend on. So it was really, really hard, um, you know, first of all, trying to make a decision mm-hmm. on things without really accounting for, uh, you know, pe- not basing the decision on trying to make people happy. You wanted to make mm-hmm. the right decision yeah. just because it was the right decision. But the perception piece was so huge and it's so difficult to uh to to find the right middle ground not just the middle ground because it's middle ground but the right middle ground to fall in between these things um i don't know you know if you had any specific uh to to working with the youth and and trying to work that out i think a lot of the decisions we made ended up trickling down to the specific ministries but that's my recollection early on anyhow of what it was like as a leader yeah, and yeah, for youth, it's the responses are, were varied, um, and kind of responded by 
um, doing Zoom and video chat stuff, which I didn't know what Zoom was until the pandemic. So that was new. I feel like <laughs> I've learned <laughs> a lot about the whole video um, conferencing and video talking. Um, we also did some different events, doing like rockets and um, walking trails and doing other outdoor stuff. I also started doing more videos, like recording videos and sending out letters and daily devotions through email. And so the response, and I think, again, we might talk about this again uh, later on, but it it's forced the church and forced me at least that to be creative. We have to be really creative um, to how we respond um, to the virus, knowing that um, you can never the spirit of God, Christ. Christ is still working. You, you can't, <laughs> you can't keep the spirit of God on at home orders um, per se. So it's, um, it was still important to get the word out. Still important to um, make sure that people knew that the church um, was active, that the church was um, there for them, and that um, the critical message of the gospel and spreading Christ was still important. Um, so doing multiple different things in order to um, engage with the youth. Um, but of course, it's it still, um, and I think we'll get to this too, but it's still, um, there's just so much. When we, we're going to talk about takeaways here soon, but one is one right now is that it's just really hard to um, create or fill in in-person uh, you just really can't replicate being in person. <laughs> right, so, right. Um, but there's, but we still try to do whatever we can, or the best that we could at the time, um, to reach as many people as we could. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever. It's a once again a new feeling for me. I don't know if I've ever felt so much like a, a mother hen, like you know. So, so uh, I don't know, nurturing or. Like as a, a, a church leader or anybody in a, a ministerial position, and, and Stephen, I know you've, you've said to me a number of times over the past month so how difficult it is to be separated from the youth and not have face-to-face -face interaction with them, not be able to really build relationships in a meaningful way. Right. Um, it's the same thing, you know, with the with the church as a whole, as a pastor, like, you, you know, I feel like a mother hen that just keeps looking out for, you know, for her baby chicks yeah. to return. What was yeah. it? There was a, you're, you're not going to answer, you're just going to laugh at me, I think, but, but wasn't there a song about, like, uh, <laughs> Mama Duck sent, like, the ten little ducks out to play, and every time she called them back, there was one less than right. there was before? Yeah. Do you know that? Can you sing that for us? Uh, no, I can't sing it. I'm just yeah. trying to find the correlation right now. Oh, yeah, that. well, I can get to that. <laughs> <laughs> and you being a mother hen, I like the you laying eggs and stuff. I like to get No, to it that. really has nothing to do with laying eggs, Stephen. <laughs> you're going to make this whole uh, this whole podcast episode be us laying an egg. That's the closest I can come. But but back to the matter. Hey, like being a being a pastor and, and feeling that um, desire to nurture people and, and maintain right. relationships with people, right. and uh, maybe I'm jumping ahead also to takeaways here. But um, but I feel like uh, you know I just worry about our people so much. Like and and I miss that regular check in and and I worry. Um, that people, you know, I hope people miss us too, um, and I and I know they they do. Uh, maybe that's being uh, optimistic, 
but uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to lose folks. I don't want to um, feel you know that that distance of feel distanced from people. Um, I don't want to lose kind of the the connections we had, the intimacy that we had as a church family, just uh, doing uh, our our thing week in and week out. And there are a lot of folks, you know, because maybe they've they have felt um, that the parking lot experience is, is meaningful for them, or they've stayed involved in other ways. Or I see them on a Zoom committee meeting here or there. There, there are folks that I've seen on a semi regular basis throughout this, but there are so many yeah. people um, that. I just I, I realized that I haven't haven't seen or talked to in, in almost a full year, yeah. and even if those uh, some of those folks maybe only worshipped once a month or even less, just those those regular check-ins are so important, and yeah. I just I just uh, I worry about them, their families, how their their mental their spiritual health is, and it's so difficult. You know, this is is, is the mother hen thing connecting yet? The uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think a little I bit, got it. A little yeah, bit. I got it, <laughs> but. But uh, it, it's coming to roost. So I, oh, yeah. I, I like what you did there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, okay. okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, just uh, just being honest about where I'm at and kind of my frustration with the whole thing and the impact it's had on that side of things, just our ability to truly be a community. One of the things that Reverend Dan and I tried to do um, early on was just take a list of names from our, our church family and just start calling people. And um, I would love to say it was, you know, tremendously successful. I had some great conversations, but so often you, you miss folks. You, you end up right. leaving a message. You find out uh, it was a good way to find out how many phone numbers um, <laughs> need updated from our church roster. All but right. <laughs> but uh, we, we, you know, still just struggling to find time to get through the whole roster. Um, but, uh, you know, that's really, there's, there's no other way to stay connected with people. And so, yeah, I, I'm probably repeat myself, but I, f- I just feel like there's so many people, so many of my baby chicks that are just out there, you know, <laughs> and I, I long uh, to see them and reconnect and, and just know that they're doing yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, but back to the, you know, the takeaways, we, we keep teasing at it, but um, what, what have been your primary takeaways? Like, what do you feel like you've learned or how have you been changed in, in the midst of the pandemic, Stephen? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of takeaways. For, and again, this is, uh, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, it somewhat feels like it's an extended year because we're still in the midst of it. So we're kind of, <laughs> I always have to be careful talking about as if it's over because it's far from over. And um, also, too, realizing the ripple effects of this virus is going to it's going to take some time. It's going to we're going to have ripple effects for a while um, and we'll feel it throughout this I, feel, I believe feel it throughout this year um, and that's that's not saying too much because it's just had a huge impact not just on the church but our our country our city our state communities you know so um, but that isn't to say that we won't recover because we certainly will but we'll certainly remember it I was talking to my wife Emily and <laughs> I just can't wait for the day one day when we um, have all these masks stuffed into the drawer and be like oh yeah you remember these things <laughs> oh, <laughs> right yeah. um, which that day will come um, I know it will but some of the takeaways is just the I, I hinted at this the value of someone's presence um, being in the presence of someone it cannot be replicated through a video screen it can't be replicated through 
um, video. I mean, it's just there's no replacement for being in someone's presence. It, whether they have a have a mask on and you're 50 feet apart, it's still a difference to have them in the same place, the same area, the same room. Um, you can't replicate that with with technology. It, it just can't be done. Um, and then also to it, well, one of them I have was the limit of video and talks. Um, the other one I have is the human need for community. Um, I just think it's, um, again, you, it's hard to replicate that on, on a Zoom call or any other video platform you're using. Now, it, it isn't to say that you don't do it, because you do do it, because it still has elements of community in it. It just doesn't give you the full, um, full taste, the full... Um, impact of in-person community but it still gives you the community that you need mm-hmm. um, and the other thing I will say too is creativity is your friend <laughs> and creativity um, is really needed in a time like this and and I think um, I think Paul might hint on this too that there's some positivities that came out of the virus that forced us to um, think outside of the box and, and I think there are things that we that we learned about ourselves, about the church that we can use in the future and take away in the future. Um, so it, it's not all bad. Um, there are things we can take away. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is just the um, the value of human life. I Some of you listening may have known someone who actually died from the virus. And um, I know it was on Emily's side of the family, my wife's side of the family, um, she lost her great uncle, so that was, and he was in great shape. He, like, uh, there was nothing wrong with him until he got the virus. So it was just, and it took everyone out, out of, um, it was just out of left field. So that, so we do know someone, and and the virus has just gotten a lot closer. I mean, we've like, obviously Paul, who's <laughs> who's close <laughs> to really <you> now, <laughs> far too close to you right, right. now. Um, is that a hint? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I mean. Um, I haven't told many people this, but my parents, my family, my parents got it. My sister got it. Um, my sister-in-law's parents got it. And um, I've just, my brother-in-law got it. There's just so many people really close to us who got the virus. So it just it speaks to the value of this human life, how important um, the people are around you. And then when you're forced to quarantine and, and stay in your house, how much you want to be with the people uh, especially with the people that you love. So, um, yeah, there's some. I mean, there's a lot of takeaways. You might have to do a um, <laughs> virus in review part two when it comes to a more of a c- conclusion. But um, yeah, some of your takeaways for this. Yeah, what you just said to me. Um, you know, if it's a takeaway, but just a uh, just processing all of this, uh, one of the few, if if any, situations that I've ever experienced where. Our, you know, our, our spiritual and, and emotional health is pitted up against our physical health, and like it's a it's a lose lose, right? <laughs> like right. no matter which direction you. So we've we've all, um, as far as making difficult decisions, we've all been put in those situations where you got to decide, you know, how how much am I willing to sacrifice of my emotional, social, and and maybe even spiritual health to protect my physical health and the, right. the truth is I don't think there is a right answer if there was a right answer mm-hmm. we we probably um, see more people doing the same thing everybody's going different directions with this but um, but it's unique in that regard for sure yeah I think as far as uh, takeaways though 
Um, one of the things that I've come to recognize in the midst of all of this is I, I call them like the uh, second and, and third tier relationships uh, in my life. Um, you know, we, we all know close family and friends, the people we turn to when we need something or just for, yeah. for our primary support system, how important they are, maybe our closest coworkers and such. But, um, you know, I, I think up until now, I don't know if I truly appreciated the value of those people in your life who maybe you only see once or twice a month. Maybe you only right. uh, talk to and, and, and exchange, you know, two minutes of, of words, conversation, you know, but but they know you, you know them, um, you, you share maybe something in common, and, uh, and just the warmth of those exchanges that are part of the rhythm of life, those, those people that you uh, you are excited to see you you enjoy just being with even if for short periods. Um, I think I've come to appreciate how important those are and, and how yeah. how much you really lose when those are are stripped away from your day to day experience. Right. <clears throat> um, and, and another thing I think the pandemic has forced people to see things. Uh, that they otherwise may not have ever seen or recognized about themselves or about their lifestyle. I, I really feel like there are some people who are going to come away from this uh, looking at life very differently. I think maybe yeah. people who have uh, just filled their lives with so many activities and engagements right, and right. such, and, and this is getting yeah. kind of to the positive. It's kind of forced us to to see that, you know what, maybe there's nothing wrong with having like a free evening to just hang out with the kids uh, and yeah. throw a Frisbee back and forth or, you know, a, a, a night where you just kick back with a good book instead of um, being in all these different, you know, I'm not, not advocating for pulling back and becoming hermits, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, but there is a, a balance and making sure that we're not spread so thin that we're not really staying healthy personally and, and we're not doing meaningful things with the things that we do do. So I think yeah. uh, that's something that a lot of people will have had to learn the hard way, um, but they may come away changed in that regard. And I think, you know, even attending church, I, I hope on the other side of this, um, like like I have, people come to appreciate even more so the, the value of it, even if, uh, you know, you're not an every week uh, attendee, even if uh, you never really knew why <laughs> you, you were yeah. coming in the past. Like some people just, they just come because it's part of the rhythm or, or um, it's something maybe a family member expects them to do. I hope that people have come to miss it miss the right. the familiarity of it the the um just yeah. the the pursuit of of their faith uh even in a uh kind of uh intermittent uh fashion i i think and i hope people will have come to to realize how important that is um but i i do uh worry that that some people have fallen so out of the habit that we're gonna have a hard time bringing them back in so uh right. just with all of our listeners out there uh just know that um i'm calling you out <laughs> when this <laughs> when this is over i expect you back and yep. and we're gonna uh we're gonna pull up our britches and get back to work steven hasn't heard that word in a while he's uh, <laughs> laughing no. at me we're gonna we're gonna um we're gonna get back to work when all of this is is done just like we're continuing to try to work now but yep. um but we want we want to continue to be the church and uh you're not allowed to fall out of the habit, not allowed to um, just uh, revert back to, to lazy Sundays or whatever the case may be. This is this is too important, so we're going to keep pressing on. 
Uh, but people that I've, I've worried about in the midst of this, I, I worry about some of our, our seniors who uh, so important for them to stay active and, and stay engaged with other people and activities and yep. and how they've had to pull back over the past year and, and kind of lost that, that rhythm. I worry about uh, singles who maybe don't have the same outlets as other people's do other people do to you know to uh, continue to socialize and do life together with people um, I worry about kids you know I worry about kids who even before the pandemic were spending way too much uh, percentage of their time you know on, yeah. on electronics and social yeah. media and now uh, that's almost their only outlet and just being away from the social development that they need um, and just experiencing life, like getting out and doing things and making memories and, and ex being exposed to new things. Mm -hmm. uh, so I worry about a lot of things, um, probably more than I should, but, <laughs> uh, but such is the nature of 2020, but so many positives too. Um, yeah. I, I think that just having this shared experience, we're, we're going to come out, I hope, uh, not just with our community or even our nation, but the world. Like, how many things like this have the entire, has the entire world uh, had a, a communal experience of this, like, yeah. shared trauma that we can come out and say, you know, this wasn't just a, a America thing or an Asia thing, you know, yeah. it wasn't just a Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere. This is, uh, this is, this is everybody. We've all been through it we all have this in common um, and so I think I hope that's a, a positive thing and I hope we learn uh, about ourselves and about uh, what's really important and to value human life right yeah. and these these things that we're gonna miss out on yeah. um, but you know I, I think uh, we're all anxious to see it over so yeah um, you know hopefully this time next year we're, we have a different topic uh, <laughs> that we're focusing on right. as we reflect back on 2021 right any uh, did I did I cut you off over time? Anything else important you wanted to share, Stephen? Uh, nope. I think I've I think we've shared everything, and and obviously too, uh, just to point out too, we know that um, the virus wasn't the only thing that happened in 2020. I mean, there were oh, it was issues of <laughs> yeah <laughs> issues. I mean, the political atmosphere and yeah, racial for tensions sure. For sure. and financial stuff, and so. We don't want to like gloss over everything that um, 2020 was just, I think everyone can agree 2020 was a year um, that when we look in the history books, it's going to have maybe 30 pages on 2020. So <laughs> um, it's going to be definitely a year to remember for sure and the year that will have many r ripple effects into the future. Um, but yeah, but still it was a year that God blessed, still the year of um, God's presence in the year. Um, that, um, again, we continue to be the church and continue to reach out and continue to share the message of the gospel. So, oh, yeah. We, we uh, dropped a hint earlier that we were going to touch on, like, the conclusion of all this. So, so Stephen, if, if the pandemic, if you knew that tomorrow you're going to wake up and all of this would just be gone, like, how would you honestly feel? Maybe a two-part question. What, what would be the first thing you would do? And uh, this, is like our, this is like our lightning round that we ask our interviewees. <laughs> Stephen oh, yeah, didn't know this was coming, which is perfect. <laughs> what would be the first thing you would do? And, like, what, how would you feel about, um, about entering this new chapter in your life? Uh, first thing I would do, that's uh a lot of things i enjoy doing i can still kind of do like i like to go outside and i can still do that now uh, maybe it's just i can 
walk into a store without a mask, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's the little things. <laughs> the little things, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and maybe uh, just also, too, the not being afraid to invite a lot of people over. Not that I have tons of friends or anything, you but... Blow out parties every <laughs> right. week. They're, they're back on the table, yeah. Actually, to be honest, I think the first thing I would do, too, would be um, looking at, uh, being very honest, looking at trying to start up the youth program again. It's just been, it's been really hard to just be me recording videos and send them out <laughs> um and then what was your other question what oh yeah oh. What, what would how would you feel how would how, you feel, how would I feel about coming out the other side yeah uh really excited and um i guess relieved and looking towards the future but then also just thinking reflecting just trying what kind of takeaways can i get from it? i, I kind of feel like in life I feel like in life you should always try to find some sort of takeaway um, because also too this is going to be once at least I'm hoping cross my fingers once in a lifetime moment I don't think <laughs> we'll have another virus pandemic scare uh -oh. but not supposed to say we that know, <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> you never know but the last one was 100 years ago so I I don't expect to be around in the next 100 years not at your age no um, no yeah. I'm definitely not at Paul's age I mean Paul is I think Paul's 45 Five, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> not quite, not okay, quite. Okay, Steven. sorry, sorry. Fifty-five, yeah. fifty-five. No, okay. Any, <laughs> anyways. Um, yeah. What about you? For you, pause. We wrap it up. What is? Uh, no, I was just curious where you were at with that because I, um, like, I, if I'm being honest, I am excited. Like, I'm, I am excited at the wazoo, but uh, at the same time. I'm a little nervous. Like I, I've become so accustomed to right. not that things have really slowed down that much. Like there's still tons to do. Yeah. I, I still am filling my time with all sorts of productivity, but I'm I'm a little nervous. So like it's, it's like uh, the the turtle who you know took a break on the side of the the racetrack and <laughs> is hopping back out there, and now you're gonna see like the rabbit racing past you and. Uh, do you like where I went there? Your analogies are crazy. We got chickens, rabbits, ducks, ducks turtles. Too. Yeah. I mean, we're just, we're yeah. just throwing all the farm animals out there. I'm working on something <laughs> with uh, monkeys for the closing. Oh, my but, God. Uh, but but uh, just the idea of getting back into the rat race. Like, I don't, you know, there are something. Oh, yeah. There's rats. There's rats. Sorry about that. <laughs> but but uh, it's, it, it, it is overwhelming in a sense. And, and some people can choose that they're going to scale back and say there are certain things that we're not going to not going to re-engage we're not going to get back into yeah. and i think i'll have that option to some degree but i think all of us are going to um are going to find it almost exhausting to, right. to return to normal in exactly. a sense uh, but i am wildly excited at the same time and uh i hadn't really i was hoping you would be the only one to have to answer what would be the first thing i would do yeah. It would probably be the same thing. Although I'm I'm excited. I don't want to put a um, put a date on it or or even pretend that it's coming anytime soon or even immediately after it ends. But I'm excited for the first just like blowout um, huge event that we have here at the church just to uh -huh. get everybody yeah. back in the mix, be able to see all these faces like all of their faces like all quantity and all the entire face right and and just to be able to feel the, the power of uh community again right. i'm excited for that uh we'll yeah. do a little little mega worship and and uh you know a big old party something like that so yeah. that's where i'm at that sounds good i, I thought you'd have been something like 
happy to go back on the farm again and see the horses and <laughs> I sorry i didn't i didn't work it work in any no, uh farm animals no or animals. rodents or anything yeah. into that one <laughs> <laughs> that's good all right well i'll wrap us up then and um and we would just appreciate everyone listening to us we're almost uh, at a at a year anniversary for the podcast maybe we'll have to do that week we'll have to do a podcast and review um podcast <laughs> we should probably let somebody else do that <laughs> right, <laughs> we're yeah, probably not exactly. qualified yeah um but yeah we i mean the reason we started this podcast is because of the virus and as a motivation to reach people and continue to um speak um christ and to your lives and hopefully this has been a strength and encouragement for your faith and um and we still encourage you to keep um, going to the church website for updates and and um, as the virus continues to shift and change and things are always kind of in flux so continue to stay on the website get updates if you have a Facebook check out the church's Facebook page and also the church has a YouTube account too I think um, so you can find content on there as well so um, we just want to thank everyone for listening and, um, and if you can show up to our 11:30 parking lot service and 10 o'clock mm, parking lot service try again 8 30 oh, 8 30 <laughs> sorry jeez i messed up right in front of the ball 8 30 and 10 o'clock not 11 30 so 11 30 live stream 11 30 same old same old. live streaming yeah. yes all right and uh, we'll talk to you again next week and we're glad that paul's healthy and back with us thank you steven donkeys <laughs> <laughs>